Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, my name is Amy Schumer. And I feel pretty good about being Conan O'Brien's friend. Uh, Was that too warm? <laughs> no. I'm going to do it again, but make it a little colder. No, no, no. Hi, my name is Amy Schumer, <laughs> and I am fully indifferent about being Conan's <laughs> friend. Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walk and lose, climb the fence, books and pens, I can tell that we are going to be friends. Hey there, and welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Uh, this uh, is the podcast. We'll talk about this a little later, but this, as it turns out, uh, is our final podcast of our second season, and we have an amazing guest uh, today. She's hilarious, and she's very funny. I just want to point out that uh, I talked to our guest, uh, Amy Schumer, uh, before all of the chaos and uh, emotional horrors uh, and convulsions uh, that that followed the killing of George Floyd. And we are in the midst of intense racial division right now and anger. And uh, we're also that butted up against uh, COVID-19. And so we find ourselves in these very serious times but I had this conversation with Amy Schumer, who I love, and she's just hilarious and delightful. And we had this conversation before any uh, of, of the upheavals of the last week. So I wanted to make sure that we explained that to people. And so um, I know there are a lot of us uh, out there, a lot of you out there that would uh, or could use some laughter and uh, could use some silliness. And that is what that interview provides, but I also wanted to be completely honest and say that uh, we're taping this segment now uh, on the heels of everything that's happened over the last couple of days. So uh, how are you guys doing? Sona, how are you? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'm- yeah, no one's, it's funny, no one's good. I ran into, I saw a friend of mine, this woman, and uh, I said, how are you? And she said, I'm good. And she had her mask on. And this is, you know, two or three days into the riots uh, over George Floyd's killing. And she said, I'm good. And then she just stopped in her tracks and she turned to me and she said, I lied. I'm not good. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know. It's a reflex to say I'm good. Yeah. I'm, fe- I'm guessing you feel the same way, Matt? Yeah, I think so. I, I'm 
sad. It's a sad time for our country and mm -hmm. all of the people at the core of this struggle or justice for George Floyd and Black Lives. They're like they're the best of the country right now. So I'm trying to take some inspiration from it and let it push me into something and to do something. And yeah. my heart goes out to all of the people suffering. Yeah. Well, we have, you know, this making comedy at this moment is a strange thing. It's a strange task. And, uh, and at the same time, I do think people should hear Amy Schumer be really funny and awesome. And then after that, maybe we can talk about uh, where we are at the end of the season. Does that sound like a plan? Yeah. All right. Um, so when I was going to do it, whatever you, no matter what you said, I was just oh. going to plow ahead. Okay. Just being, if we're being honest, you know, you're, <laughs> you're, you're okay. Didn't influence me one way or the other. Oh, okay. Yeah. You can go ahead now and introduce. <laughs> My, uh, <laughs> do I have your permission, Sona? Yes, please go <laughs> Thank ahead. You. Okay. You're allowed. My guest today, uh, is an absolutely hilarious comedian as well as an actor, writer, and best-selling author. Uh, you know her from the Emmy award-winning Comedy Central series Inside Amy Schumer and the movies Trainwreck and I Feel Pretty. On July 9th, you can see her in the new docuseries Expecting Amy on HBO Max. Uh, very thrilled that she joined us for this conversation. Amy Schumer. Welcome, Amy. You know, we're going to start with where are you? First of all, I would much rather be doing this in person. That's my favorite part of doing the podcast. I like people to smell me. That makes one, one of us. <laughs> <laughs> but we that, this is now this weird way of doing it, but it actually has been working out fine. Where the hell are you? Okay, as I've said in my text messages, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you where I am. Uh, no, I'm on Martha's <laughs> Vineyard. Yeah, but where exactly? <laughs> I'll pin you. I'll drop you a pin. Okay. Yeah, my husband grew up here, and um, so we f we fled New York. Now, you're on an island. This is like where they send a dictator that's misbehaved, is they make him, st they make him stay on an island. I like to think of it more as, as people with leprosy. Okay. You're a dictator with leprosy. You've, uh -huh. been, <laughs> you've been sent. That's how I identify. Does, does being on an island add to the weirdness of the quarantine? I think you're right. I think it does. I hadn't thought about that, but it's all very weird. And it's also weird to go from New York where, I, I mean, Manhattan, where I think they were like estimating 20% of everyone was going to have it or something like that. Right, uh, right. And, and then come somewhere where there's been 29 cases total. But I think people are more afraid here than they were in Manhattan, which is, you know, uh, so, you know, people are really freaking out here and we're like, okay, but we're, you know, we've been here for a couple of months now, but we're like, we, we just came from where it's really everywhere. But here it's like people walking around like in like hamster, like human sized hamster wheels to avoid <laughs> contact. And I'm like, you guys are okay. Yeah. You want to say to them, we're on an island. We've all been here for a couple of months. Uh, no, you know, yeah. the, co the COVID can't afford the ferry. It can't, it just, it, right. it's not going to be able to cough up the $65 to get over here. And you know what happened on the ferry? So, you know, having New York plates, uh, if you drive anywhere out of New York right now, if you have New York plates, everyone is sure that you have it and that you are on purpose, like driving around to try and spread it. And uh, so we were on the ferry, we have New York plates, like, okay, you have to stay in your car uh, because you have New York plates. We're like, okay. And I had to pee so bad. 
and I, everyone knows where this is going. So I, with our nanny and our baby and my husband and our dog in the car, I had to pee in the car in, like, I peed in our dog's, like, portable bowl because I had to pee so bad. And we were waiting because ferries kept getting canceled because of the weather. And, like, I didn't think <laughs> I was going to ever pee in a car in front of my nanny. Um, I just didn't, like, plan on that. And and it just kind of kicked the trip off, like, in a cool way, like, with a cool vibe. But I wanted to respect the stay in your car. Uh, there's a lot of things. Follow-up questions. <laughs> was it one of those collapsible dog bowls? Yes, yes, it was. Did it go mostly in the bowl? No, no, it, it certainly did not. Where are you sitting in the car? Shotgun on on that trip. So front seat. You know. Okay. Collapsible hot pink dog bowl. Okay. I'm going to point out uh, something to our listeners. Please. Human urine is uh, sterile. It's safe. Uh, you shouldn't be shocked. Uh, you shouldn't be afraid of human urine. And I think what you did was a very responsible thing. I commend you <laughs> because you did not leave the car. You respected the people around you. The people you didn't respect were the people in the car with you. The people in the car. That's a good point you're raising. Or That's a good point. your dog. Because your dog's going <laughs> to drink out of that dog bowl. The dog knows you urinated... <laughs> In the bowl. And we'll always You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And she did. It, it did change the nature of our of, of our relationship. Yeah. Tatiana looks at me a little differently. And right. When I put her water down, she, she, you know, she throws me like a quick, quick check, like a quick look. Like, is this safe? <laughs> <laughs> and that's where I... But enough about me. What about you? Have you been pissing in any cars in front of your family? And I have what you just described. I've done uh, in we have these really nice uh, this really nice wooden salad bowl that we got for our wedding. I've done it in that salad bowl, but there was no reason for me to do it in the salad bowl. We weren't trapped anywhere. It was more of a compulsion. I've done it several times. And then I was caught recently. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, it was. uh and so that's that's all getting worked out with lawyers and stuff at my this house. This feels like a good, I don't know if you ever do polls on this show, but a poll of which is worse, uh, you're peeing unnecessarily in a salad bowl versus my dog bowl. Who, who wore it best? I'm going to mm-hmm. guess that 99.9% of the votes are going to be that you did what you had to do during a pandemic to keep the other people around you safe. And what I'm doing is a sick act of aggression against my wife. We might be surprised. <laughs> we, ha- we have to let the people speak. We have to let them speak. Uh, yeah. You know, I know that you are... How old is is Jean now? Jean is got to be... How old now? Are we guessing? I want to say... Don't say weeks. I hate, when people, <laughs> I, hate, I hate when people do weeks. Like, oh 172 weeks. <laughs> Three million hours. Um, no, he's like a month. Uh, a year and a month. Wow. Okay. I've got to say that I know people, these are the people who I think are the, uh, obviously the medical workers and the people on the front lines are the real heroes. I think parents with a child that's anywhere up to four years old is a hero right now because my kids are much older. My kids are in their late forties. Uh, <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, still, <laughs> still in no. cribs. Still in cribs, but yeah, but, diapers. Uh, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. It's fine. And they're they're mentally. It's just a choice. Uh, but I, I, I have people that I, I work with that have two year olds, and they're in quarantine with them in the lockdown. That's different. A one year old is the dream right now. It's like a lap dog. Like he doesn't know. He's not like, why are we here? You know, like he's he doesn't know what's going on. And we and I get to hang out with him all the time. But does, know, he like, does he sleep? Does he sleep? Oh, yeah. Oh, Takes I, two naps a day, sleeps through the night. Yeah. I, oh, I, I hate I hate you. That's all. Oh, yeah. I'm garbage. I don't want to. <laughs> I can't take any. All right. I'm not doing anything good for anyone. My children never slept. They still haven't slept. Uh-huh. Uh, it might be all the caffeine. And we do a lot of cocaine. But they have and not. And you raised them outside. Is that correct? Yeah. Mostly... Yeah. We lived outside. You did the Spartan model, is that? They lived in the yard. I didn't want them to see me peeing into the salad bowl. So they were in the yard. So, yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, I did things differently. That's how I did it. And I refused to be judged. My dream, Amy, mm-hmm. is oh. I want, listen, I, 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 I demand to be listened to. And I think it's, okay. it's time as a man, a white man that I was listened to. Uh, it's your time to shine, girl. <laughs> Say your dreams, queen. <laughs> no, you know what I really want to do? I've told this to Sona. I want to clap back at someone. I want someone oh. to, right? Sona, I've said this to you many times. Yeah. Everyone now gets to post a picture of themselves, and then 10,000 people will say, you look amazing. And then one person will <laughs> say, oh, you know, maybe that's not the best bathing suit for you. And then they clap back. And then people <gasps> online say, Yay, you clap back. That good for you. And no one has right. no one has shamed me. Um, I don't go out and the paparazzi has no interest in me, but I want to clap back at someone. Yeah. And you want so- beef. Oh yeah. You want beef. You wanna you wanna get into a battle with someone. Well, I mean, I'd be happy to troll you on the internet. Yeah, I mean, or I'll even anything anytime you want to shame me for something, you know. Uh I really like I really like bullying um friends or like celebrities online it's i have to it's something i have to keep myself from doing even today um jessica simpson posted a video i mean a photo and uh and i want to say i really like her and i really liked her book but it was like got up and got my like worked out before my three kids are up and just got some me time and she like is ripped right now like she is and she's in this like sexy and her hair is done and and I wanted to just write to her, like, super relatable girl, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I don't. But sometimes I do. Sometimes I... One time I wrote to Neil um, deGrasse Tyson. Mm-hmm. He was about COVID. And he and he said something about, like, isn't it amazing what, like, molecules... And I wrote, not now, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> Read the room, Neil. Read the room. Let's yeah. not sing the COVID's miraculous praises right now. Yeah, yeah. I was, like, I was worried. My mom, I'm one of six kids. I f- and and uh, one thing, and my mom worked and raised six kids. And you know what she didn't do? She didn't get up two hours early and work out. That's something that never happened in the 70s. It never, can you picture my mom doing that, Sona? My mom just no, doing I like can't. a no. ton Wait, of stuff. Sona, Sona cool. are you looking at the Jess picture? Like, can you pull it up? Yeah, I'm going to pull it up right now because okay. I'm, I'm fascinated by this. I mean, and like, good for her. And guess what? If I looked like that, I would do the same thing. But I'm like, it's just like, 
What? Whoa. Wait, can you show the screen? Oh my god. And wait, what does it say? It's like me time. Woke up before all three kiddos to get my steps in and spend time with me, myself, and I. Move, move, move for your own mental health. Oh my god. And she then take a picture of fierce. yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you got to keep that to yourself. It's like any celebrity right now just being like, stay home. It's like, we can't really say that because, you know, it's different. It's like if you're, if you're living in like a studio apartment and you have like two kids and you hate your spouse, that's it's right. different than right. like. No, it's all these people <laughs> were uh, saying, hey, we're all going to get through this. And in the background, you could see that they're living in a castle. And, yeah. there's, and there's a line of masseuses in beekeeper outfits with gloves <laughs> who are just ready to give them a deep tissue massage. And they're like, yeah. hey, we can all get through this. Uh, and I apologize for, for, for sending that picture out. Uh, and I've sent- <laughs> Shelter and palace. Just like I'm quarantining with my acupuncturist and my tarot <laughs> card reader. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I want to ask you, what do you think about comedians that get I'm talking, I guess, but more maybe about male comedians that get ripped, that get really ripped. I've always been a little <laughs> because I've always thought we're not supposed to be. And then yeah. I've, I've seen some that really start working out a lot and I get confused. I'm, I'm glad you're bringing this up. I'm going to have to give it I'm going to have to give it two big thumbs down. It's not it's unnecessary. You know, something that was so relaxing to me when I, I, I shot Trainwreck. This amazing movie that you guys would all love. I love Trainwreck. Thank you. I was um I was a size four in clothes, and people still were like saying that I was like a big girl, and it was the best thing that could have happened because I realized I was already going to be classified that way, and also like you know the reviews weren't like she you have to see how hot it was like I I learned early like this isn't my thing yeah I'm gonna just be I'm gonna try to be funny. And do work I'm proud of. And like being hot and being skinny is not going to be my thing. So when someone who's a funny person gets like jacked or ripped, you're just like, stop it. It's also, I could be wrong, but I always thought being funny was my concession prize for, <laughs> for not, you know what I mean? It was It was my concession prize for like, okay, you didn't win the genetic lottery, but we're giving you this goodie bag on the way out. And it's got <laughs> it's got one of those candy rings you can lick, and yep. it's got <laughs> it's got your personality. Yeah, and that is your special wish, and that should help you procreate and keep. Yeah, the population yeah. This was my. Going. Here's the stuff you didn't get any of that. You should go now. You should leave this party. But here's this bag, and oh, and look what's at the bottom. Um, you kind of can make people laugh, and uh, and I'd be like, yay! And, and so- they're like, and then please put that bag over your head. Thank you. Thank <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and no, you should just, go now. You should go now. Yeah. I mean, because to be honest, like I feel like I spent years trying to be hot, like because that's what you're taught. You're taught like. Being attractive is more important than anything. That's what that's what society teaches you. You know, they can set all these children's book personality and differences. But what the kids around you are teaching you is be hot or you shouldn't even open your mouth. And then you realize, oh, they were telling the truth. And 
It's not, it's, it's so exhausting to see a talented, funny person trying so hard to be hot. Like we all know you're trying so hard to be hot. It's embarrassing for everybody. I got my lesson early on, which is when I got announced as the guy who was going to take over the late night show in 93 uh, which is now 700 years ago, the first thing I read about myself was, well, NBC has made an interesting choice here and they may have made a smart move. He's got, you know, good comedy credentials because he worked on The Simpsons and Saturday Night Live and he doesn't have, you know, they didn't pick a, pr- they clearly didn't pick a pretty boy for the role. <laughs> oh uh, and God. I, yeah, and, I, and it's not like it like hurt my feelings. I was kind of, you know. You're just like, why do you have to say that? No, they always need a disclaimer. They're like, she's round and cuddly looking, you know, and you're like, you know, or and you're like, why these words? And I mean, whatever they say. <laughs> and and now, but now they've gone the other way with like a site like Daily Mail, you know, they'll be like, Olivia Wilde stuns in her sweatshirt, you know, just like some word that they attach to it. And then they're like, and Amy Schumer walks with her stroller, you know? <laughs> but, but that's the thing with, like, all your sort of as a woman, because a lot of your worth is, you know, it's changing, which is cool. But it's determined a lot by how attractive you are. And um, I wrote my college thesis on this about the the male gaze and how all the movies we saw would be like the slow pan up from a woman's heel. And, you know, you're watching that as a woman. Like, this isn't how I see a woman walk in the room, you know? Yeah. Um, I didn't know that you wrote a thesis on that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why would you know that? Um, <laughs> I read... Unless you were like my teacher. Oh, you read my college work. I, no, I, I like to read... Uh... <laughs> I'm always fascinated when someone writes a thesis because I wrote a thesis and it took it almost broke my brain and it ruined my senior year. And Aww. so, uh, well, wait, you went to Harvard, right? Yeah, you're doing a commencement speech for Harvard tomorrow. Yeah, Is that right. I'm doing it for the the college. They have a they have a university speech and they have a college speech. So I already taped it, and I guess it drops. No one ever says that. No one says, "Hey, my commencement speech for Harvard drops tomorrow." <laughs> But now I get to say they that. should. You should have. That would have been a perfect place to get beef. You should have. You know, you could have planted a seed, or you could have opened yourself up to get trolled by something you said in your speech. I hope you didn't play it too safe. Maybe I did. Yeah, I didn't have the pressure on me that you had. But my my thesis it was talking about the the female gaze and about and a lot of the um, the female characters in in books and movies that we were exposed to, and just how they were. You know, I mean, the male gaze, how it was just all, you know, from like something like Madame Bovary to um, Citizen Kane, whatever. It was like, it's all, it was all like, and 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 we didn't grow up seeing men sexualized very much. You know, right. it was never like, if anything, that became a joke. You know, that's, it's just, it's very different. If you, you know, when you're like licking your hand and your nipple, if I do that, it's like a very different thing. It's so hot if I do it, is what I'm saying. Like, you know, rating us through the roof. I was meeting it to be hot, so I don't know why you... What <laughs> oh, you, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it, it is. Yeah. No, it's so... So hot. It's so hot. Uh, <laughs> take your hand away from your mouth. It's so... I'm sorry. <laughs> I have a thing when I lie, I just... Yeah. I thought you were vomiting. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> you know, it's so... It's so uh, it's so funny, too, because we just happen to be living in this moment that really it's like an, it's a blip. But walk through any 
art museum in Europe, walk through the Louvre, and the ideal of beauty or the canon of beauty has changed so, like, I know. so much. And it used to be me. It used to be me, guys. But, what happened? No, no. What I'm saying is it's it's only recently that women have, or it seems to me only recently that the ideal has now shifted into being ripped. For a while, it was being super skinny, like crazy for skinny. For women? Or yeah, for women. For yeah, women. Yeah. Uh, and I think now for guys, it's almost, I mean, I mean, I'm glad the dad bod seems to be something that. Dad bod is it. Dad bod is fully it. Well, also, you know, 95% of all of the art hanging in the whole world is by white men um, in all the museums. And that is your fault. It's my rule. It's, it is your rule, and we will respect it. Um, <laughs> you know, when I go to an art museum, and this is a bit of a, this has gotten me in some trouble, but I do always say, excuse me, before I go in, this is art by white men, right? <laughs> and they're always like, yeah. what? And I'm like, because, are, are, we, are we clear on that up front? And, uh, you said because you don't want to waste your eyes' time. That's what I've heard. You've been quoted <laughs> as saying, I don't want to waste my eyes' time. I've only got two eyes. And <laughs> yeah, that would go over really well. Excuse me. Yeah. Excuse me. Are you the curator of this Louvre? I can only see work that's done by a white man. There, we all clear. Here I come. Are you German in that? I'm kind of. There's a little bit of Dutch. Oh, okay. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Here's I, I, something that just occurred to me. And let's say that... Uh, Gene wants to get into comedy someday. You maybe not even have thought about this. I have, I have. It's so weird. I don't want my kids' feelings to ever be hurt. And so I don't like the idea of any of my kids being in show business or especially in comedy, which is so brutal. And then I've told my therapist and I've told people, well, I wouldn't want them to get hurt. And they say, isn't that funny? Because you've clearly... (laughs) Don't you like yourself? You've 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 been torn to shreds a million times. Why why are you Because I mean, I I feel the same as you, I think. Um and I think I think Gene is so funny. Like I think he has got that thing. <laughs> like listen, to, he's one and every parent probably feels this way. <laughs> right. But I think he has like a funny comedy face and vibe. But I mean in my personal experience and the experience of most people I know, the reason you get really funny is because you have a pretty bad life. <laughs> I mean, that's the truth. Like, I I think, you know, you can have like a natural ability and you can be really funny. And, and you know, Seinfeld is an exception to this because he, he always like claims that he's had like a good life and I believe him. Um, but everyone else I know had like a pretty tough childhood and, you know, family drama and every sports doc. You're like, let me guess. Was his dad hard on him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You win <laughs> again. Let me guess. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, it's funny you bring that up because I thought the same thing about Seinfeld. And this is going to be uh, a weird. Is this your beef? No, no, no. This is a weird connection to make. But they always say that all serial killers fit a profile, except for one, Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy was incredibly sociable 
and charming and uh, could really connect with people. And that doesn't fit any of the profiles for a serial killer. And in the same <laughs> way, I've, and, and people are like, wow, he's a real outlier. No one can figure out Ted Bundy. And I've always thought, uh, and this is this is no uh, offense to uh, to Jerry Seinfeld. You think he's a murderer? <laughs> I think he's the Ted Bundy of comedy. I think he's an outlier. <laughs> Uh, I think he's murdered and he'll murder again if he's not stopped. Yep. No, uh, well, I first, think he'd appreciate that. I think yeah. he'd like that. Well, first of all, he likes to drive around in a car. Uh, and, uh, yep. you know, I'm just saying and pick people up. And, and he's here's always thing. getting a new car. He's always burning his old place. He's always getting minute. he's always getting rid of the old car. And also, I've noticed every time someone uh, most of the time people comedians do his show and drive around, you don't see them again. So I'm just putting that out there. You know, I'm that is absolutely true. Yeah. So <laughs> let me finish. Okay. Uh, we've established he's a murderer. And uh, and I no hope question. and I can't wait to clap back on this one. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is he always seemed like an outlier because he's obviously hysterically funny. He's yeah. incredibly talented. But there's a sense of he's very calm and content. It Most, makes me mad. Yes. Makes me mad. It doesn't make sense. I don't understand it. It's been bugging me about him for a long time, and it's he's gotten away with it long enough. Yeah. I'll say that. Well, eventually he'll make a mistake, and uh, the police will catch him. I hope him. so. Yeah. I am watching him like a hawk. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. this before I forget. Two things. I don't know if I've ever said this to you before. One is maybe the first time I was on your show, you came backstage and you said, I really want to encourage you. And that made a really big difference to me. Oh, and, I'm glad. And that's all. That's really what you said. You know, we talked for a couple of minutes, but you said, I really want to encourage you. And that was kind of, that was a big deal to me. And oh. I felt like I heard you and I, I understood what you were saying, yeah. which was like, like, stick with it, kid, you know. And John Krasinski told me this week that he worked with you and, you know, years ago. Yep. Is this a story that's out there, probably? Uh, I think people that he was, I don't know what the story is, but he was an intern uh, on my show. And he would come and watch and he would, re you'd read the scripts and he would laugh the whole time. And you were just, you know, he, he, he made it sound like his position was sort of as low on the totem pole as possible. And you were so kind and you made him feel appreciated. And I don't That's know if, nice. you know, the the uh, producers on this call are, are thinking like, this is not true. And this, this is, is not, not yeah. my... It's changed. He's yeah. changed. He's a lot. A lot has changed. This sounds okay. like propaganda. Is, I don't huge know, lie. Okay. I don't know who that guy yeah. is There's that no you're talking way it's about. true. Nope. Yeah. Okay. John Krasinski of Baltimore. This is a different, <laughs> this is a different guy. He was yeah. a busboy. The Fuhrer was good with puppies. Uh, yeah. He loved dogs. No, you know, it's... Uh, uh, Wait, but I have a question about the about the serial killer thing, because... Yeah. So I've been watching a lot of, like, cult things, you yeah. know? Sure. Like, um, Waco was really good, and, yep. Yep. Uh, you know, Wild Wild Country, but that was a while ago. But all these dudes, it's like, whenever somebody starts a commune, 
the, someday the leader always goes, maybe I should have sex with all the women. Yes. The children, you know, you know, yes. th- this is what, this is what, uh, I've noticed time and time again is that the rule seems to be as someone with a lot of personality, who's charismatic starts a cult and, uh, it's always a guy and he starts a cult and then one of the first things is, you know, and at first, it, <laughs> at first it all seems great. And, 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 and this is Manson too. And then it becomes, yeah. by the way, uh, <laughs> uh, just a kind of a, notion, a quick yeah. notion occurred to me. Uh, and I wrote it down in this, uh, post-it note. Oh, here it is. I get to fuck everybody. That and- is, I don't know. Did they ever make a sketch like that? Cause that would be so funny if it's like a guy like, okay, today on the agenda, um, we're going to start growing our own rhubarb. <laughs> some people, so that's great. We're all, Lead we're with the rhubarb. Finish rhubarb. <laughs> I want to thank you for that, Martin. Mostly Martin's work. And I'm going to start fucking everybody. <laughs> yeah. And no one else gets to do that. Only me. Just me. And actually, you guys all have to stop having sex with your wives. Because now they're my wives. Okay, guys, I'm going to play a song. And <laughs> You know what's really funny? I read this book once. Uh, this will get me in trouble. But I read this book about uh, the, the birth of uh, the Mormon movement. Oh, and yeah. uh, it's fascinating because it almost reads like a comedy sketch. Mm-hmm. And I, I am not degrading the religion, but there is stuff early on that's insane where the person who... who comes up, he says, I was visited by an angel. And it's just crazy. I was visited by an angel and he gave me some magic glasses that I can read and that only I can look through. And, and, and then there was a tablet and it told me everything. So come with me. And, and people said, well, where are the glasses? Can we see them? This sounds good. He's like, "Eh, the glass, maybe later. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, it gets to the point where it's like, oh, and I have an announcement to make. I um, get to have as many wives as I want. You're like, are the glasses said all that? The yeah, glasses? yeah, exactly. The gla- <laughs> I get to have all the women I want. I can have all the women I want. And people were like, okay. And, he, and right. they said, and how is this? And he says, because I had a dream and the angel told me in a dream and visited me that I get to have all the women I want and, that's, and all the wives I want. And so people say, uh, okay. Then later on, someone says, hey, guess what? I had a dream last night and an angel visited me and, <laughs> and, 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 and the angel said, I can uh, have sex with whoever I want. Yeah. And so then the first guy says, oh yeah, an angel visited me and said, don't <laughs> listen to the other angels. And it starts to sound like, like seriously, children. like a really hilarious sketch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, children. No, 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 no. My angel came and said, your angel's full of shit. No, my angel came back to me and said, your angel's a fuckhead. Yeah, There's well, my- There's a couple red flags. <laughs> There's just a couple red flags there. I know that's the thing, because, you know, you meet Mormons and they're always so nice and good looking. And I don't know, you're like, God, what? It's just like, and then and then you find out the, the facts about the, you know, the way that it started and you just go, are, are you still like- Am I still going to deal with you like a sane person? I would you know? say, the only thing I would say is being raised, I was raised Catholic. I, I think you were raised, were you raised Jewish? Yeah. Okay. Well, this, you know. This, you said you always wanted to be warned when a Jew was going to be on the show. Yeah, so I was told to be, <laughs> oh, I'm supposed to get him. I'm, I'm su- like a big Jewish star oh, on no, the no. top of the. <laughs> no, here it is. It says right here. 
She's Jewish, Conan. Uh, it just came through on my fax line. Oh, okay. Um, wow. Yeah, I have a fax line still. Uh, anyway, no, I was, I was just going to say that whenever I start to find someone else's religion silly, I start to think about having grown up and going every Sunday to mass and yeah, there's magical smoke and there's a cookie I eat and then uh, the <laughs> cookie b- turns into Jesus and then yeah. uh, I drink some wine uh, and I'm six. Uh, you know, I start to yeah. say, okay, okay, let's, uh, let's try and uh, I, I, I want to be accepting, but I do find it hilarious the, there's, I get, a, there's a lot of red flags across the board. The sex, yeah, I think Judaism is, you know, up there as well. Well, I know. I have to say I um, dated uh, many women uh, of the Jewish persuasion, and I love that religion. I absolutely love that religion. I think it's a... It's sweet. I think it's a sweet religion, and I think it's a very warm uh, and emotionally intelligent religion. That's nice. It's also the only religion that that doesn't recruit. You know, if anything, they're like, we're good. Why? Yeah. <laughs> we don't need Why it. should we? Yeah. Yeah. Why? And so the funny thing is, Chris and I, so we're like, what should we do? Like, I really liked the food, and the music and some of the traditions growing up Jewish. You know, I don't, I'm not like a big Godhead. Um, but uh, maybe we should raise Gene Jewish. And we were like, all right, let's, let's probably raise him Jewish. And that was quick. And then. I was like, he needs to be a Met fan. And it was like probably a three-day showdown, us deciding if he was going to be a Mets. <laughs> so, you know, if he could be a Boston team fan or a New York team fan, it was like an intense battle well, wait. versus religion, <laughs> which was kind of quick. Where's Chris from? He's from Martha's Vineyard. Oh, he's from, so he's a Boston's fan. He's a Boston fan. Yeah, as am I. I'm from Mass, uh, Boston, so... Uh, yeah. So he and I, uh, and I will get. You guys going to go to a lot of games? We're going to high five each other a lot, and uh, which is going to be weird because we're going to be each in a one of those VIP booths, but in separate ones. So yeah, I'll that's have, very strange. I'll have to go to. Uh, I'll have to walk to his VIP booth and high five him, and they Chris probably. Is, I think Chris is depressed. I'm actually worried about him. Oh really? Why? Because the Michael Jordan doc ended. Yes, um, I know how he feels. Yes. And like the Lance one is cool, but it doesn't pack the punch of the when he wasn't watching the Jordan doc, he was like reading about it yeah. or listening to a podcast about it. He'd be like, "Wait, did you see that?" He'd rewind and make me watch things again and and now I don't really know what he has to live for. Uh no, after the Michael <laughs> Jordan documentary, a lot of us don't know what to live for. I swear <laughs> to god, it was also genius that they didn't release them all at once and you had to wait each week for the it new one to come out. Very... And I built my life around it. And yeah. then, uh, then you're right. There was a ton of just discussion in the press world and people saying other basketball players clapping back at Jordan for what he said yeah. about them. I'm just going to say clapping so back fun. as much as I can. And it was fantastic. And now it's over. And uh, I... You've I got nothing. I don't love you my wife nothing. anymore. Yeah. No, I, no, you need to start a new... You should be a shaman. I, I see you doing a lot of ayahuasca. You got to change it up. No, he he really, it's kind of, there's a lull among men right now, post-Jordan Doc. Like, what's it all for? <laughs> uh, Amy, I don't do drugs, but if I did drugs, I'd want to do them with you. I would feel safe <gasps> with you. 
That's so nice. Yeah, you'd be safe with me. But what do you think if I did ayahuasca? Have you ever done ayahuasca? No, I've really only had pot and, and had mushrooms. I've yeah. never even done coke or ecstasy. It's yeah. Like, I, I missed my chance. Yeah. I feel like once you have a baby, you can't like try a new drug. Here's what I want to do if, it, if, it's, <laughs> if it's cool with... Yeah. That, that, that's the first thing the gynecologist tells you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey. You have one egg left and you cannot do MDMA. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> if I let's uh, let's say I I'm very sure I've been very good. I've stayed home. I haven't talked to anybody. So I, I, I know that I'm I'm you know, I, I know I'm covid free. What if I okay. came and visited you guys uh, uh-huh. while you have a, a one year old child? Yeah. And yeah. you're living on an island. And let's right. just say that I um, did ayahuasca in your living room and stay oh, with so you we're not days. even doing it too. No, you're just <laughs> you can't no, you're not doing it. You guys have to monitor me at all times. Well, I do have a TP. Jean has a little a little TP and I I question every day if it's racist or not. I don't know if it's cool to be sort of you know, um what's the word? Culturally appropriating a TP for Jean. I thought you were asking is a TP an insensitive word? No, I mean, well, it, it's a TP. I call it a Native American A-frame. I don't know that that's what they want. You I'm, know? You know when people try to be so culturally sensitive that they're actually insensitive? <laughs> that you need to, like, shower after they, <laughs> after they say something? Oh, God, it's so awful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he has an A-frame. I will do, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make it out to Martha's Vineyard. I'm going to do... Ayahuasca, ayahuasca and stay in your teepee and i want you guys to check in on me like every two hours okay we'll bring you water and like a bucket to vomit in i need a dog <laughs> bowl i just need a dog bowl to pee in okay uh, those are being used i'm sorry i'm using those for my business i see i understand um hey how's the cooking show uh, i i yesterday and i was i'll be uh very honest with you i was there are times where they say oh you're doing this podcast tomorrow and sometimes i'm more excited than others I was very much looking forward to this podcast. I really... Is that true? It is. It is true. Because I I don't know why you would suspect, why you would question that, but... Well, just, I don't want to do anything. Like, I assume you just don't want to do anything. Well, you know what? I like, and I miss, I very much miss, uh, and I know you've had this experience too, where your job is you're surrounded by really funny people. Yeah, And I love my family and they're funny, but I've heard the jokes uh, and they're tired (laughs) and, and, and they're... And they're tired of me. And I'll say it. They're getting hackneyed. They're ha- they're hackneyed. Yeah, yeah. Their stuff is uh, I don't know. It's very derivative. Uh, but I but I um, yesterday I pick up the New York Times and there's this very nice article about you and your husband and your cooking show and yeah. and so I was reading it and then it, I was like, hey, I get to talk to her tomorrow, which was exciting. Right. I actually oh, had that's that, nice. Which was nice. I was like, uh, and then of course I was walking around the house saying, see. She's in the paper, and I get to talk to her tomorrow. And people were like, oh, you got to calm down. You got to yeah, settle sir, down. Yeah, sir, please. She's on the front page. Yeah. Um, we got the paper, mm-hmm. and it was, you know, it was a photo shoot over FaceTime. And I was like, great, we should always do this. Um, but uh, we have a cooking show. And and he and, and your husband is a professional chef. He's the real deal. He is. He's the real deal. And the Food Network said, you wanna, do you want to make the, this show? And we were like... Yeah, like, well, it'll keep us sane and we'll be busy. Um, I didn't anticipate that I wasn't going to want to be busy. It's like, you know, I still had a writer's room going on. We were filming the show. And, like, I'm very happy to not be having to do anything much right now. Yeah. Um, But 
Is that a good way to promote our show? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I, I think it's really funny. Like, Chris and I, they send us cuts, and we watch it with our nanny, who's on the show, and we are laughing hysterically, because it's just, like, just watching a married couple be real. Like, a mm-hmm. married couple who, who likes each other a lot, but still get really annoyed with each other, and don't try and hide it, you know? Like... We are really snotty to each other, and I don't like all the food, and I don't know what I'm doing. Anyway, I, I really haven't been doing a good job doing press for the show, but <laughs> but I'm pr- we're actually proud of it, and we think it's really funny. Well, here's the thing: you're, and this this brings up something I wanted to ask you about because uh, it's something I struggle with, and I don't know that you do. Which is, I've had a problem in my life sometimes about. Uh, caring too much about my work or my comedy. I I care a lot about it. And then sometimes that gets in the way. And I've actually found that I've done really good work sometimes when I just didn't care and (laughs) let it go. You should say all this to our friend, Robert Schmeigel. (laughs) (laughs) How did I know he had come up now? Yeah. um... Robert Schmeigel was our, well, he and I had been, we wrote together on Senate Live and then he was, Triumph. Yeah, Triumph, uh, brilliant head writer on the show. He's my good, he's my good friend. Like, I really love, I love him. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, yeah. I was like, the other night, I was like, watching the the Jordan doc, I was like, oh my God, I think, I wonder if he wrote the Bears, that sketch, you know? I was like, I wonder if he was, yeah. And I texted him, he was like, I did. Oh, do you hear my dog? Yeah. I hope, I hope that's your dog. I know. Oh, do you, do you hear my son? <laughs> How is so, your son, by the way? <laughs> you know, when you're talking about your cooking show and you say, look, I'm, uh, I don't always know what we're doing, uh, and I didn't know that I'd be wanting to do anything, but I like it, and it's good. It's sort of not your business how you get there. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. You're, it, uh, and, and you being yourself is very funny, and... Your authenticity, I think, and your honesty about yourself has been just such a huge part of your career. I, I, I like people who are honest about the bumps, and that's it's what also I like. it's also hard. I think it's I think it's um like some people are probably pretty relieved when I'm out of the room, mm-hmm. and that's a cross to bear. But uh, mm-hmm. I can't like I'm supposed to have a Zoom. I mean, this must ha- have happened to you over the years where you're like, we'd like you to Zoom with this person, this person, this person for, you know, a project that's coming up. I'm like, I already know I don't want to work with them and I really don't want to waste their time. That's why I'm not going to last in this business. No, <laughs> you're through. Look at you. You're living on an island. Uh, <laughs> the, pan- just... the, the, the pandemic's been over for six months. Uh, what? Yeah, and no one's called you. Uh, what are and guess what? on this island? <laughs> the cooking shows aren't even airing. No one's going to see them. They're just, it's just, they're just, there's no tape in the, in the, in the, there's no tape. This is. <laughs> I love they've how old actually I am. updated that. Yeah, I think um, it's crazy that I know how to cook anything now. It was kind of relaxing not knowing. Now it's like Chris is making dinner, and I'm like, "All right, what can I do to help?" <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you've got that enthusiasm that will power yeah. you through a long marriage. I'm a great wife, um, Amy. Conan. I've kept you long enough, and uh, this is absolutely a delight. Seriously, it's I, I'm proud to know you, and uh, and and just very happy for you. You've done. Thank you. You've done a. You've you've had a uh, beautiful career. It's over now. 
What? Uh, yeah, just... I'm happy to be your friend. I, I really want you to see my baby. Can I bring him over here? Sure. Do you have time? No, no, I, I don't have time to see your baby. We're, of course. I want to see the baby. You're not to speak. I'm sorry. <laughs> Everyone's like, ugh. Leave us alone. We have our families we want to see. But no, no, we want to see a baby. Babies are great. Baby, look at the baby. He's playing outside. Chris went to get him. We just kind of lock him out. (laughs) That's great on an island. Uh, Yeah, he's down by the shore. Uh, He should be fine. (laughs) He he gets it. He's fine. Kids are really good by the shoreline, Mm -hmm. uh, playing in the waves. You're gonna like him. And and wait, you need to tell me if you think he's got it. Okay. And trust me, no one knows like me. You are the industry. Then I am the oracle in comedy. I That's know. That's what we call you. Yeah. It doesn't really roll off the tongue, but uh, it's what it I am. I will look at Gene and I will tell you instantly if he has it or if he doesn't have it. I think he has like a Don Rickles. Like, I think he has got <laughs> it. Okay. You have to be the judge. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Here we go. This is exciting. This is a lot of pressure on me. Hello. Oh, yeah. Oh, honey. Oh, yeah. Hi. Hi. You have a little panini. Oh, I'm an older white man. Hi. Don't be afraid. Oh, my God. He's beautiful. Uh Uh-oh. What if he's too good looking to be in comedy? Are you cute? He is so good looking. This is your big industry moment. Can you wave hi? Hi. Yes. I'm my generation's Carson Daly. <laughs> <laughs> you got the you got the part, oh, kid. He is good. Cute. He is so good looking. Yeah, what an expressive face. Uh-oh. <laughs> Hi, he's laughing. He thinks he's talking to his grandmother. <laughs> All right, well, does he have it? He has it, but what if it's not comedy it? What if it's leading man it? You think, is he he a handsome guy? He is a handsome guy. He might be, you know what he could do? He could do light comedy, but still get uh, leading man roles like Brad Pitt. Uh, okay. Okay, so Gene could be the Brad Pitt of comedy, you're saying? Yeah, well, Brad Pitt's pretty funny. and He is funny. Yeah. Okay. Do you mind if I put that on his little resume if I become a stage mom? Yeah. Conan O'Brien says that he has (laughs) a Brad Pitt ability to be both leading man and play light comedy. And that, okay. And you know what? That is going to open a lot of doors. So many doors. That is going to be a major stepping stone for him. Yeah. Just say podcaster Conan O'Brien. Okay. <laughs> From the podcast world. <laughs> well, that's how I get brought up on stage now. They go, what do you want me to say about you? I say, say I have a podcast. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's what I'm most proud of. <laughs> Uh, this was really fun. And I do, uh, fun. thank you for showing me, uh, the little guy. He is gorgeous. He's looking for representation. All right. Uh, I will, um, I want 15%. Okay, great. Uh, Amy, uh, uh, I'm, I, I'm looking forward to seeing you in person yeah, sometime me too. soon, but, uh, and in the meantime, be well on your Island and I'm really happy for you. Thank you so much. All, All right. right. Bye. Good to see you guys. Bye. 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 Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. 
Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It is sort of mind-boggling. This is now the end of our second season. It feels like we just started doing this podcast, doesn't it, to you guys? Oh, I feel like I've lived a lifetime. I know. I don't agree with that at all. I yeah. This this felt like eons. I've aged huh. 28 yeah. years. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I I guess being around the intense glare of- <laughs> Oh, God. Your my skin? Abilities. Oh. No, no, that's not where I was going. <laughs> I meant the bright, bright, white hot light uh, of, of my creative genius uh, oh, has God. probably aged you prematurely, but <laughs> better to fly close to the sun- and have your wax wings burn off, Gourley, and fall to earth, and know that you almost touched the face of God, oh and live God. the ordinary life you were living before you were ushered into the chamber of Conan O'Brien. <laughs> and but folks, play that back. That's one of the most insane things I've ever said. Yeah, that was, that was impressive. Yeah, really impressive. Um, but yeah, it's the end of I guess uh, what it, I think we did thirty six episodes. Uh, this season, 36 episodes last season. I think we did eight Dana Carvey episodes. You add all those up, there's four good episodes in there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I kid. I joke. I josh. I jest. I'm very proud of uh, the conversations we've had and the tomfoolery and chicanery. Um, It's been a really good time. I did want to point out, some people think, what's that? Would you say something? I don't know. Sometimes your words are stupid <laughs> what are you talking about i just said tomfoolery and chicanery i know but before you're you like know? josh and we smosh yeah. and we yeah no we josh and, we jest yes uh we have our japes yeah sometimes you and our, and our jibes or chicanery like just yeah talk normally i am speaking normally i am a man from the early 19th century <laughs> i'll say who who was catapulted mysteriously into the 21st century and I'm not going to sit here and listen to your balderdash. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, this is how I speak. I love those words. I get angry that people don't use them more often. Falderall. Falderall. This falderall. Uh, yeah, I, I know that I'm saying that this is the, the wind down, the end of the second season, but it really isn't because we have, some, uh, we have some interesting, fun things in store for the summer. That's all I'll say. I'll just put that out there, that maybe there might be a little something interesting happening over the summer in this space. What are you guys going to do for your summer breaks? We're not going to see each other. Oh, well, the world is burning. So I think I'll just stay in my house. <laughs> what are you going to do for your low-key apocalypse? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Thanks for, that was great, Sona. What great energy. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, the world's burning, so I'll just stay in my house. Uh, I'm. Uh, you know when... People get too physically fit, like uh, they and too <laughs> oh. and too muscle bound. They have to go through the long process of taking their body back to a normal uh, size and shape. That's what I'm going to be spending oh, my time doing. Oh God! Come on! I have to. Yeah, no, it's just we too much. We can see you. We can see you. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> this is. I forgot that we're on Zoom. <laughs> we're in separate locations. I for, I honestly forgot you guys could see me. So I thought maybe I could get away with saying that I've put on. A lot of muscle. Uh-huh. You even and have the saying, enhance filter on, don't you? The, the cosmetic <laughs> I filter. I have the I have the enhance filter on, and I'm standing in front of a cardboard cutout <laughs> of Jacques Claude Van Damme from 1986, and still no one's buying it. <laughs> oh God! 
Uh, yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. Excuse uh, me. Did I mean, you just say Jade Claude Von Damme? Yeah. <laughs> what was that pronounced? I didn't want to say it, but yeah. I'm glad well, you pointed it out, girls. Here's I what I like to what do. What you did. When someone has a name that's fairly well known and it's a foreign name, I like to change it a little bit to make it look like I'm in the know. Oh. So I could have said Jean Claude Van Damme, but I said Jean Claude Van Damme. I put a Jade up front and I did it on purpose because it's my way of saying, oh, out there people are subconsciously thinking, he must know. He's friends with Jean-Claude Van Damme because he knows to call him Jade. And which what is actually, status that will buy you? <laughs> I know. What are you talking about? Like, people are going to be like, oh, he's friends because he mispronounced his name? <laughs> no, just that I have, that's the way, you know what I mean? People who are really good friends have little nicknames or little shortcuts for each other. I call him Jade, Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> Your nickname for Jean-Claude Van Damme is Jade. <laughs> Jean-Claude? <laughs> You're t- <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah. That's what he likes to be called. If you're out there and you run into this Belgian wonderkind, try it. Say, hey, Jade Claude, and you will get a very warm reception. I promise you that. Speaking of that, has anyone come up to you on the street and gone, Kadakai, as God made her? No, no one's done that yet. Uh. Now, to be fair, I'm wearing a mask when I'm outside, and I'm never outside. So... Nobody's done That's that, true. but I. Right. If I had, if I have one, I hope people do hear that episode and where where James Lipton, the dean of the actor studio, it's a story. Which episode is that from? Do you remember? Ooh, I don't remember. A few episodes ago. Okay, well, you're the producer. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm not an encyclopedia. I'm a producer. Well, a producer should know encyclopedically every episode. Any hoots? Uh, James Lipton looked up at a. Nude painting of his wife and said, <laughs> Katakai, as God made her. And I've put it out there that if you r- encounter me in the world, I look, as I say, like a very tall Swiss woman. Uh, you, I encourage you to come up to me and go, Katakai. Someone is also, many people have pointed out that she's also the woman on the box of the Clue game. She's Miss Scarlet. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Katakai, yeah. How do people know these things? I don't know. I guess if you routinely play the game Clue, you probably know all kinds of stuff. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, what? Wait a minute. I just said, yeah. I just took that blindly. I'm with Gar- Sona. What? Carly, you just were like, yes, that's a deep, profound thought. <laughs> I can't right, believe I did Conan. that. Right, Conan. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's a game that encourages one to suss out the inner truths, the hidden nooks and crannies. I don't know. What are you talking about? I've been inside. Uh, I, there's just a lot going on in the world right now. Oh, is that why you're not making sense? Maybe I've been day drinking. Okay, that makes more. That That's more on brand. <laughs> it's possible. You'll never know. You can't tell. Uh, well, well, what a great huh? season. Huh? <laughs> hey, I think it was a great season. And Gorley, you're going to do a few chip chops and flip flops to this, right? You're going to make a few snips and cuts. Oh, yeah. And uh, this is going to come out just fine. I'm very proud of this season. I really did. I honestly uh, love making this podcast. And I love hanging out with you guys. And I'm looking forward to us all being in the same room mm-hmm. uh, someday in the near future because I like to torture you while I can see mm. you and just smell the anger coming mm. from your pores. Mm. That's what I want. Oh, so God. I'm looking forward to that. You want like a pheromone response. Yes. Hmm. Uh, by the way, the Katakai story is from the J.J. Abrams episode. I just remembered that. Wow. 
Oh, it has nothing to do with the message Adam just sent all of us that said Kedekai is from the J.J. Abrams episode. What'd you do that for? People listening don't know that there's a little chat bar and that I'm being fed information. Why couldn't you just think, what'd you do that for? People want to believe in their heroes, Sona. (laughs) They want to believe in me. They want to believe Michael Jordan can fly. They want to believe Conan really does remember which podcast episode the Katakai story is from. I'm sorry. You just told a bunch of people there is no Santa Claus. Oh, yeah. Everyone really believed you just remembered that out of nowhere. Sure they did. There's nothing that guy can't do. And by that guy, I mean me. I said it because no one else will. Yeah. Uh, Okay. That wraps up our final episode of the second season, as I said. And uh, I have really enjoyed making this show. I hope, Sony, you've had a good time making the show, haven't you? Oh, I, I loved it. I know that there was a lot going on this season, but this was, you know, a small uh, little bright light amidst all the- Craziness. Shit. Okay, craziness. Okay, all right. Well, this I've always thought of this podcast as primarily being for children, but you screwed that up. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. No, I will say that, you know, just for me personally, I, and I, I, I hope for some people out there, but- yeah, that's an interesting point. Being able to get together with you guys and and with all these talented people that we make the podcast with throughout COVID-19 and even uh, through this last week of uh, just, just uh, you know, terrible emotional upheaval uh, and in, in America, it, um, it is nice to come together. And so I have, uh, that's meant a lot to me. Uh, I am looking forward to a third season uh, which will start probably sometime late summer, early fall. I don't know exactly when. And uh, my hope is that when we all get back together again to uh, launch the third season of Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, that our world is in a better place. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's my wish. Uh, Sona, uh, I know I'll continue to see you throughout the summer because yep. you have to work for me. Yeah. Gorley, I won't be seeing you for a while. Yeah, I guess this is goodbye for a little bit. Yeah. Wow, you sound like a sad Eeyore there. <laughs> you know, it's all, I guess it's, yeah. Was it sad or was it relief? I, I, it sounded a did lot more- Did you get relief? More... I got sadness. Oh, I got okay. oh you sadness. did? Well, then it worked. Oh, I, got this, I got the sadness of a man who wouldn't, see, who wouldn't see his hero for like two months. That's what I got. I'm telegraphing what I need to to the right people. Okay. <laughs> all right. Spoken like a true prisoner of a mad <laughs> All right. Well, I am uh, blinking at the camera right now. Yeah, <laughs> like a always good to always good when you're held hostage to blink during a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> at the microphone. Listen, yeah, at the microphone. Do you want to hear my if, eyelashes on it? Yeah, you really need it. You really need people with great, great digital earbuds. I hear, I hear eyelashes flapping in SOS. <laughs> Save me! This man is insane. Oh my God. <laughs> this podcast is the act of. A, a madman. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, everyone be well, stay safe, uh, and uh, we will be talking to you very soon. I this will miss Conan you O'Brien. guys. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I will we'll miss you too, girly, and I'll miss you interrupting me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sona, I'll miss you. I'll miss all of you. And uh, farewell. Farewell for now. That ended too scary. Farewell. Farewell for now. He can't end it. Guy can't end it. Why can't you? Why is this so hard for you to end? Just say thank you. Goodbye. I'll see you next time. I have a close relationship with America and it's hard for me to say goodbye. Why don't you give us one final Katakai? Katakai! As God made her. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. 
with Sonam Obsessian and Conan O'Brien as himself. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross at Team Coco and Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. The show is engineered by Will Becton. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review featured on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.